This is, uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of stunned uh, that, that the Islanders are scoring. Um, th- that was not in the in the cards uh, as an Islander fan this year. Um, but no, I'm, I'm feeling, or, uh, I, uh, I'm feeling good. Um, it's a seesaw year, as I said. I think it's gonna. They're gonna kind of be every like once or twice a week they'll be in the playoffs and then out of it and i feel like it's going to be that way for a while and tonight they're on the right side of that so i feel i feel good about that how about you yeah pretty good they are now in second place uh solely in second place um uh i believe they have 23 points now the bruins have 24 um and they've played uh, maybe two more games than the bruins something like that uh they beat the bruins seven to two tonight which is kind of cool um Especially going into that third period, tied up two to two. Uh, Bouvillier's um, sneaky little pickpocket goal kind of started some kind of uh, chain reaction of of the Islanders scoring from uh, everyone from uh, Jordan Eberle to uh, Oliver Wallstrom. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it it was it was because. It seemed like it was going to kind of be a three-two game. You know, someone was going to win three-two or four-two with an empty netter. Yep. And and uh, the Islanders, even before that 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 Beauvillier goal, they uh, they had built up a lot of pressure. That the that first line had had a couple of shifts where they were just living uh, in 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 the Bruins' end. Um, yeah. And it just kind of so happens, though, that the Beauvillier, like once the Beauvillier goal happened, like I, I feel like in some ways that like the Beauvillier goal happened because the Bruins just felt the momentum of the Islanders overall from that, like the, that first line's shift right before it. Yeah, hundred percent. It it did feel like they were kind of uh, coming all game. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, they've been coming. Uh, <laughs> Matt Barzell's been coming, and he's going to keep coming. Yeah, um, I get it. So, <laughs> moing, 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 moing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I got a little bit nervous when uh, when Casey Zekas took that delay game penalty. Uh, they were up four two, and I was like, I, I, I could, I could see a, I could see a universe where the Bruins the backslide are here. Yeah, the backslide. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, uh, uh, like 30 seconds into it, into that power play, uh, JGP scores a shorthanded goal and a nice little breakaway. So uh, it was it was a pretty stress-free third period. And even, like you kind of said, in the first and second, like after the first goal, I should say, because that first Bruins goal, uh, you got that like, oh, no, is this what we're in for type feeling? Um and yeah. then uh, the Islanders scored a quick one right back, and they kind of they they played really well from then on out. Yeah, and and I, I mean I I think, um, let, let's just kind of look. I, I'm just the way this game was disorienting in some ways just mirrors how disorienting this Islander season has felt. It's uh, since since we last. Uh, 
since we last spoke to the ether on this podcast. Um, so you have the, so they went, they went to, uh, they went two and one, two and one, which is kind of where we were like, it'd be nice if they went two and one, it'd be nice if they went two Oh and one, it'd be great if they went three and Oh. And I specifically said, if they go two Oh and my, my ideal scenario where they have to lose a game is they go two Oh and one and they lose that one game to the Sabres because they, they had lost the Penguins, uh, the night we did that last podcast. And then they wound up losing a very frustrating game to the Penguins where I kind of felt like they were the better team. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say so. Um, or I'd say, I'd say it, it, it's, uh, there's definitely a, a big case to be made for that for sure. Especially because that, that goal that put the Penguins up, uh, was like kind of, you know, it was kind of, it was a wrist shot from the point from Latang. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, it it wasn't a super high danger chance, so it kind of felt like, kind of felt like one got away from them, especially because I do believe they were up two to one. In that they game. were, they they were on that on that Nelson shot that just like, uh, yeah, caught it was just a, a complete screen. Yep, similar type scenario almost to the little tank shot where it was kind of a screen from the uh, from the blue line ish area, and uh, yeah, so that was a little bit frustrating. They play the Sabers, they get back on track. No Sorokin games, which I would say I'm a little surprised, but I guess considering they lost to the Penguins and they were coming off of two regulation losses, I figured Barry Trotz wanted to play it as safe as possible and play Varlamov uh, against the Sabres as more of a like slam dunk, like, I think that he, we don't need to take any chances. And so Sorokin's been, it's been a minute since he's played now. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I mean, what's, what's troubling about that is that Varlamov is going to need the rest. I mean, he always plays better with rest, but, um, yeah, they, you, you don't want to get into a situation where when you need to start resting a goalie, uh, and, and playing their backup, yeah. you, you then don't have the confidence in that backup. And then, because then the goalie doesn't get rest. I mean, uh, makes me think of what happened with the Islanders' opponent tonight, Yaro Halak. When he was on the Islanders, that first year he was on the team, he was great, and he had a very yep. strong first. I would say two thirds of that season, and for the last third of the year, he it wasn't that he was bad. I, he he let in that horrible softy against the Flyers, but for the most part, he was good. Um, solid at least. And, and, but the issue was just that he, part of why he was, uh, good, not great was that he, when they tried to put like Chad Johnson in that year, Chad Johnson sucked. They got, they traded for Michael Neuverth and he was bad too. So they couldn't, they couldn't get him the rest. And, and it's, it's harder to make the playoffs now in a, you know, a four-team format as opposed to an eight-team format back then. So, um, I I think as great as Varlamov's been, it it feels like you know they're at the the. He's gonna need rest. They're about a third. They're they're like a third through the season now. So, you need you need to get. And I would say it it would be good to so this middle third to see a lot more Sorokin. Obviously not, you know, Varlamov's obviously the guy, yep. but I feel like it would be good for us to 
at least you know have a Sorokin game to talk about each pod, if not like every other. Sure. Well, yeah. so there's no doubt in my mind that Sorokin's going to start one of the games over the weekend because they play the Penguins on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so I I wonder which game he'll play. I kind of think he'll. I hope he plays the first. Um, but at the same time, I could absolutely see Barry wanting to kind of like get off to a strong start against the Penguins and kind of like get that that win against them that they need since they lost two in a row to them. Yeah. Um, so I could kind of see it going either way because there is that case that uh, you want to play your starter uh, the second game on a back-to-back. So he is the more rested in front of the more tired team. But they never do it. That it seems like they, they like NHL head coaches just don't like doing that. I don't. They. It's. I don't know. It's. It's. They, it's strange. They know better than us in almost all circumstances. I always. I always kind of fall back on that. Like, uh, you know, even the worst of them. They like even Jack Capuano knows more about hockey. Like the the amount that he knows is is like perplexing to us i think and we really like hockey and and he has a great mullet too he does do we have a great mullet i'm not well i'm getting a little mullety actually but um not as much as captain jack but no so i i mean as long as i there's a sorokin game i'll be glad and and on some level i i wonder if yeah in the event in the event of them having to play the penguins in the like in in the playoffs or something they want to beat the penguins with like their best lineup you know what i mean yes like like yeah. it, it would be it would be varlamov in the playoffs so like get that get like get him in a good groove a feeling against the penguins that way it doesn't become a thing where it's like damn varlamov can't beat the penguins type of um thing yeah yeah that's not what that's not what you need and it 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 does help that uh they've they've been playing good against them and i do think that the those last couple games that they did lose in regulation uh it was a couple bounces away from the islanders taking two regulation wins against them and then all of a sudden we're talking about like a 12 game point streak um yeah yeah, uh, and really quick, I want to uh, I want to um, bounce back to that that Neuverth, um, that Michael Neuverth, uh situation you were yeah. talking about when when they grabbed him at the trade deadline. Yeah, I I forget where uh, he was. I forget who got this quote from him, but I believe he said to his teammates when he found out he got traded, he said he's going to win a cup with the Islanders, and. Uh, <laughs> He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't win. They didn't win. No, they didn't win a round, did they? No, no, that didn't happen. No, no, it didn't that's happen. Okay. Actually, that, it didn't that's happen. okay. Every everything happens for a reason, and here we are with two good goalies and uh, a two and one record in their last three games. So, looking ahead to next. Next week, they've got the Penguins Saturday, Sunday. They've got the Devils on Tuesday, and then they've got um, 
Well, they got someone on well, Thursday. I, I mean, I mean, I, oh, I, I think, I think, I think we, we, we there, there's, there's some players though we need to do a little bit more diving into. I, I like, I think, I think we, we really got to sing the praises of uh, Oliver Wallstrom here. Yeah, uh, on the on the power play specifically, getting that hard shot off uh, to kind of like set up that game winner against the Sabers. Yeah, um, he had a he had a, a real goal tonight, which was great. I believe that was the sixth that put him up six two. I um, and he's. I think that was the set. That, that was the yeah, seventh. I think one. the last. Was it the seventh? It was either the sixth or the seventh. Yeah. I guess we'll agree to disagree. Um, and he's uh he's looked really sound defensively and like. It's it's weird. I'll notice more than anything him coming through the zone. Uh, coming through the neutral zone with the puck on his stick and. I, I haven't done that, like, with new players. You do that, like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, are they going to turn it over thing? He gets it deep every time, and they, they go in and they get it. Uh, like, it, he's he's playing on a line with uh, Peugeot, and he's just proven to be great since the Islanders have picked him up. Eight, eight goals in the year so far. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's really uh, – Peugeot's really kind of shifty and like uh, um, a Swiss Army knife of a player, uh, and then they've got that like interchanging that that ever changing other uh, slot on that line. Komarov was there tonight. Uh, you had Zarnik there. We had Bellows there. Um, and but you know, they, no matter who they put there, they've kind of they're kind of getting good energy from them. And like Komarov's got that. Uh, He's got a presence to him, and he's like a good hard worker. Dude. I am not going to let you keep lying about Leo Komarov. <laughs> I'm not going to allow this 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 Islanders PR uh, nonsense here. And it's, I just think I just think at, uh, it's a it's it's a, an intangible. He's an intangible uh, a player full of intangibles. When and, I, uh, I didn't I, notice him at all. Uh, he, he had that push of Peugeot. He pushed Peugeot with his stick. And like that was his contribution for the game. Like he propelled him. Well, he propelled him. He was already was going to win that that race. Like he's, Leo, like literally was just trying to get the photo op. He was doing it for the gram. Clearly, he, he's skating around. He's he's he went off sides a couple times. Uh, uh, that I specifically remember this game. But he's he's a presence out there. You cannot deny that he's on the ice when he's on the ice because he's physically there. So. So what's what's an interesting, I, I, like I guess um, regarding players that actually matter um, uh, and and contribute, I, I feel like whoa, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like it's an interesting development that so Wallstrom start starting to contribute. The first line's scoring. Like they, they they're yeah. scoring like a like a first line, the second line, like the players are starting to produce, but they're not necessarily like producing in, um. In in the way that they produced in like in the bubble where they were like, creating offense all the time and scoring in multiple yeah. ways, they're kind of like scoring sometimes connecting on the power play or through broken plays. They've been playing, well, I would say, or decently better. Um, definitely Brock and, and Bailey look better than, than they do they, look yeah. better. I think that they can, I think that they can step it up another notch as well, 
Brock can become like a little bit more of a scoring threat, not on the power play. And he can kind of contribute to that. Like they've been getting some goals off the rush. A couple of Pajot goals off the rush. That Barzell goal off the rush tonight. He's always a threat there. Um, you know, Everly on that two-on-one. Uh, yeah, so uh, they have they have been scoring in a couple of different ways. But I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's it's not, it's, it's kind of like, you know, they've been good on the power play. A lot of broken play stuff. And I have noticed a lot of off-the-rush stuff. And, and then, and then. You know, we've spoken of the third line, and and the fourth line has been getting some goals uh, as yeah. as well. Um, Matt Martin, Matt Martin's outscoring uh, Jack Eichel. Um, yep, yep. Uh, he had, Jeff Skinner. He had one tonight too. So uh, it was you know, the, the second Bruins goal. The the fourth line is uh, the fourth line is scoring. Yeah, they are. Um, and, and so all, they have all four lines scoring. The, the odd development, though, is that, like, the defense is, <laughs> has not been great. They, the, um, I would say the first pair has been pretty good. Uh, yeah. um, they haven't, they haven't really been burned. I believe Arthur Staple had, had an article, uh, this past week about kind of analyzing and trying to predict Adam Pellick's uh value for his next contract and it, it being hard because he's a defensive defenseman doesn't have points but uh or d- doesn't get points often although he did score tonight um yeah but but that uh they have they have struggled against the crosby line but for the most part the pelic pulik uh uh pair has been good they, they, yeah. they, they've been pretty much what you needed them to be um but then and everything You've been singing the praises of uh, Nick Lane and Scott Mayfield as well. No, no, actually, uh, that's not that's not that you got that the wrong in the wrong direction. I don't like how they're playing. Um, I was surprised that Nick Letty has had has got has ten assists on the season, maybe more um, after by by the end of this game. But but the assist that he had on the Barzell goal that was nice tenth of the season. So. He actually is producing. Um, yeah, he looks. I I know that I know that you've got a thing with Nick Letty. There's something there. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. There's some tension every time that his name is brought up. Uh, but he is speedy. Uh, when he contributes, it's 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 great. But there is. I know that there's some lapses defensively. But he makes up for a lot with his speed where like he's coming back, like whether it's pressure or whether it's good back checking because of his speed. I I like more of Nick Letty than I dislike, especially as a second pair guy. Like, yeah, ideally you're going to want a guy like that on your third pair, but then you probably got like a pretty insanely good defense. Well, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And I do. um I like him more this year than I have probably in like four seasons, honestly, uh-huh. because he it because he's getting the points. He has he has moments where he's just uh, soft or, or has has brain farts, um, sure, in his own end with the puck. But because he's because he's getting points, it does it does soften it a bit. The bigger problem is that he's paired with. So he is a third pair defenseman that is paired with a guy that shouldn't even be on a third is maybe a fringe third pair defenseman in Scott Mayfield. 
and those are your your second pair defensemen, which uh, which Trotz does not mind putting out against like strong offensive lines. Um, Scott Mayfield's like a clumsy little tiger. I like him. He's cute. He there's some. Uh, he's got like a he's got a little bit of grit to his game. Uh, he's weird offensively. Um, he he's he's like. I don't want to say lethal because that's not the right word, but uh, he gets these opportunities kind of up top the circle. We saw it in that Flyers game seven. Yeah. Um, we saw it again this year against the Flyers. I think there was he had another opportunity this game. Um, he's weird. I know that. I know that he's not the best defensively, and I know that's technically his position. But and he's a defensive defenseman. You, you yeah. But <laughs> I like all the like. I don't. I don't know. I I. When they're winning, it's like hard for me to to really dislike dislike Scott Mayfield. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess to me, it's just that when they're winning, of course, but he affects them winning when he has a bad yeah. game because no, he's a that, prominent yeah. defenseman. Um, and, and I guess the issue after that is like, I mean, a- Andy Green had a pretty good hit on someone tonight, but like, yeah. You know he's he's looked he similar similar to what you said about me and that's the problem with Mayfield. It's another thing like it's a, kind of the same thing with Mayfield when when they win it's like all right well they won so it didn't cost them and I would say Green cost them far less than than Mayfield does just because they don't put him in uh, dangerous positions that often yeah but these are just th- those are both guys where it's just like. Damn, when they get hemmed in, and those are the like, it's but Mayfield or or uh, or Greener on, it's just it's rough because those guys are once they're off the second they're off the bench, like they skate like they're gassed. So it's like it's <laughs> it can be a bit alarming, but I mean, and, and that's that's what it comes down to, like with the in the case of the 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 Penguins. In, in, in some of the Penguins' losses this year, it's just been, and their their defense letting them what Trotz calls the details of the game, where it's like when when they're when they're not like when they're not scoring, they need the defense to be as tight as possible, and and the defense just hasn't been tight much. I would say throughout most of the season, honestly, because Varlamov's looked as good as he has because they've been, I think, letting in more high dangerous uh, chance, high danger chances against than previous seasons. Yeah, yeah, maybe it it definitely feels that way more so than the last couple seasons. It does. Um, uh, And but no, no Dobson's been been really good. Yeah. He's he's a good puck mover, and he's gr- he's been great on the power play, like quarterbacking it. Yeah, he's no, been really no, for great. sure. And and yeah, I mean, I think that uh, look, I, on some level, I'm glad just because these games are becoming actually more exciting to watch. They're op- the, yeah. I've said I've said I want them to play a more open style of game, and maybe. Maybe this is the maybe that is the trade off in a way, which I think in the long run is better of like having to score because uh, like also just 
you get you'll get warned the the Islanders style of play is hard to last over the course of a season like the 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 the, the traditional trots way so it being opened up a little bit more one it's more it's more exciting to watch and two uh durability you you won't maybe need to worry about as much which is and good you know because, what yeah they know how to play that's that that traditional trot style so like like you're saying you know maybe a little bit more open like they have been playing you know they get themselves into a decent playoff spot and then they kind of like hunker down and lean into the like okay time to play boring hockey but but it's going to be safer and we know we can score goals but when we get leads uh we can kind of choke the life out of our opponents uh that that would be uh that would be an ideal situation for me and and game in in terms of in terms of playoff hockey, when it comes to the Islanders, when it comes to the Avalanche, mm-hmm. I would I would love sixteen boring wins. I don't give a shit. Every yeah, every yeah. other series can every other series can go seven games, uh eight seven, double overtime, you know, uh yeah. doesn't matter to me. But like when it comes to the playoffs for the Islanders, for the Avalanche too, but that's not gonna really happen with the Avalanche. They're a little too high flying. Uh with the Islanders uh, stick to boring and I'll be I'll be a happy guy. I don't give a shit. And and I guess I guess you know uh, maybe to wrap this portion is that like I I think with that the Islanders learning that they have that gear will be important for them uh, strategically and psychologically I think because the way the way you know this team has gotten down on itself. Um, when they can't score that feeling of like shit they're down two goals game's over like that that feeling especially in the in the like in in the playoffs uh like that that hurricane series a couple of years ago was just brutal to yeah. watch because it was just like oh they're not going to find they're not going to find it cuz they don't know how to play the way that they need to to catch up to a game yeah so Look, this is this is a good thing for them to to learn, but they all I think they need, the defense regardless needs to be better because they they need they're, they're going to need to assert themselves to actually make the playoffs this year. Like it it can't be fifty fifty the rest of the way they'll miss. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent, and and that's a good way to transition into us kind of I mentioned it before, but looking ahead to next week. Two games against the Penguins, a game against the Devils, and then we'll be recording in a week after the game against the Sabres. So, once again, in my ideal world, where I, where they have to lose a game, they go 3-0-1 and lose a game in overtime to the Sabres. Uh, you know, I could see this being a 2-1-1, a 2-2, 2-0-2 situation. I kind of think they're going to grab two wins, no matter what. Hoping for three, obviously the ideal would be four. Um, no matter what, I really, really want them to beat the Penguins. This, like, like, ideally both games, but but I want them to to beat the Penguins one game. Yeah, I mean they they need to get. Frankly, I think they need to get three wins here, and and they they absolutely need to beat the Penguins. Uh, I mean, I I, I frankly I want them to go. Four and zero, and I I hope that Trotz is kind of spelling that out to them. Like 
this is going to be a, a, a long fight, but this is a moment like you want to get these wins back against the Penguins. And yeah. these are, and then these are two teams you need to beat the shit out of. Yeah. Like, I, I think, and especially like you got to think that Sorokin is going to be um, in there. The Islanders have just started on a 19 game and 33 day mark, by the way. So they really need to get Sorokin in a bit here. They and, will, especially and, on these back-to-backs. But but I I mean I'd love to see two Sorokin games in here as well. Um, Maybe if they're if they're three and zero on Tuesday night, I could see them starting Sorokin against the Sabers on Thursday. Yeah, like like so so for me that is kind of the mentality I want them to see because also they they need to get breathing room like yeah. like and they they won't get it. It's going to go a long time. But when you get like ooh four wins in six days like that that was a those are points that you'll be glad for at the end of the season a hundred percent are they sure as fuck we're glad for them at the end of uh the end of last season when they went (laughs) exactly exactly yeah for sure (laughs) yeah um so yeah you know we're 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 hoping for four and oh we'll see what happens and uh ideally the lineup kind of uh you know maybe i don't know if i don't know if bellows will get another crack at this anytime soon he's not After Trotz is just like just completely, he completely pwned him. Yeah, <laughs> that was pwnage. I. <laughs> it'll take. Hey, Clutterbuck's injured. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. It, it that oh shit, I forgot that Clutterbuck's injured. Damn. We'll see what the extent of that is. He didn't play the third. Yeah. Um, we'll see what that means. Uh. Uh, so what w- in an ideal world with you what do you think zarnik you'd like zarnik in that leo spot no no i i'd want if well if clutterbuck's out i want zarnik in for clutterbuck and then um i want dal hopefully because dal cole's close. oh sure. so dal dal cole dal cole with pajot and wallstrom with how, with how those two guys are playing and how how Del Cole is playing, that'd be kind of nice. I kind of like that. So like <laughs> I, I think that the circ, the circumstances are right for them to really, really uh, bank some points here. Yeah, yeah. There's uh there's our ideal lineup. That's that's me as well. Uh, I kind of have a feeling that it won't be Zarnik in that Clutterbuck spot. Clutterbuck's injured, and I have a feeling it'll be Leo. But I think yeah. Leo Leo will can serve just fine on the fourth line um he's got he's you know like i said he's got weird energy to him they all do you know I, I i just think zarnik is a better skater and and that would help that line a lot yeah. is he does he have as weird of energy as leo Komarov though no no okay. he, he doesn't but he's a better uh nhl hockey player so that's not what i'm asking oh okay fair enough. so so we'll move on um <laughs> Yes, uh, queen. <laughs> so, good transition. Uh, no. Um, so uh, let's uh, before we get our guest on, and you'll you'll talk a little bit about about our guest. Let's let's go over a couple a couple little things quick, and that is uh, Claude Julien getting fired. We could do that for a couple minutes, and then we'll talk a little bit about. Islanders and Rangers are letting fans back in the building. So uh, take your pick. I, I, I think we might want to say, I think that, that would be relevant to bring up with, with our guest as well, because I think... Fans that, fans back? Just the, because it, it, the, the conversation of going anywhere. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about Claude, Claude Julien. Uh, how much of the North Division have you, have you been watching? I've, I've been watching it quite a bit just because it's, 
as an Islander fan, the concept of it is is strange and, and, and <laughs> alien to me. Like nobody plays defense type type hockey. Did you see? Did you, did you see the the goal that's uh, someone on the Senators scored against the uh, Flames today? Uh, there was a there was a from the red line goal that went in uh, that went in tonight, um, and which kind of sums up how that how that division as a whole is kind of acting. Uh, it's it's a free for all out there. Yeah, the go- yeah they're they're trying to do a little tribute to like when hockey was a much more popular sport in North America, like in in America. Like in the eighties, uh, in in the in the Gretzky days, like they they're bringing back uh, Gretzky era goaltending technique where they just kind of karate kick at pucks. The goalies. Hey, and, uh, you, hey, this is an Islanders podcast. You mean the bossy days, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Anyway, but, uh, uh, yeah. Again, so that North Division. Uh, so you've been watching a little bit of it. I've been watching a little bit of it. I haven't seen much of the Canadians, but uh, like, I guess, I guess, like everything, like everything else in the universe right now, it all kind of blurs. Like, I vaguely thought I saw them; they were in a good place, and then I blinked, and apparently they've become a shit team. Yeah, Carey Price rather yeah. is they're not is getting shit. saves. They're not getting saves. Um, <laughs> they're not getting saves at all. Uh, and that's kind of why Claude Julien got fired. They're not getting saves, and their power play stinks, and their penalty kill sucks. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I can see a world where the Flames hire Claude Julien. Uh, I think that he's going to get a job again relatively quickly, and he won't have to quarantine if he takes a job in the Canadian division. Um, I don't think that the Canucks will part with uh, Travis Green quite yet. Uh, although, his contract's up at the end of this year. Um, That's always a bad... It's always a bad situation to, to have a coach come into a season without a new contract. It's yeah. like... It always leads to this. Occasionally, a, a coach has a great year or their best year of, of their career, like, like Barry Trotz and they bang and they, and they cash in yeah. and that's like, great. But, but usually it's anything short of that. It's, I don't know. Cause if it's a 50, 50 year, Oh geez, we got to shake, we got to shake something up. Do we really, if we're already 50, 50, do we want to keep this guy even this yeah. year? Like it, it leads to that type of type of shit. Yeah. So, Claude Julien, his teams historically are very good five on five. Uh, he he caught. I, I feel like he caught a bad bounce here, um, and I think that he's going to get hired again relatively quickly. Uh, if it weren't for the quarantine stuff, I mean, you know, if the Rangers kept falling, I could see a world where they fired David Quinn, maybe, and kind of decided, uh, okay, time to like take us take ourselves a little bit more seriously. We were supposed to be better than this and get Claude Julian. Yeah, but that's that's kind of a double edged sword too because he is notoriously kind of a uh, he's tough on the young guys and the the Rangers are young guys. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's not maybe that's not the right fit. I don't know if they'd see that the same way as as me. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that there's a few people who are paid quite a bit of money in that organization to think like that, that that probably do think like that. And who knows? 
Um, but uh, yeah, I could see him getting hired, uh, whether it's the Flames or someone else. I could see it happening relatively quickly. For sure. I mean, um, I know I don't have to worry about coach anytime soon. So not not my problem. Sucks to be him. It's pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I guess let's kick it over to uh, let's kick it over to our guest. Do you want to? Uh... Sure. Yeah, uh, we will be speaking with uh, my friend Eric Wilson of uh, the Worst Possible Timeline podcast. He uh, does not watch hockey, so uh, let's let's see how this goes. He's a big Bruins fan, though, right? Uh, no, no, he's not. Oh, we don't do the clap. Um, we we don't do the. We just kind of talk. We press record and then talk. Um, but, but, uh, and also you're not supposed to talk first, so watch it, relax. Okay. Uh, but yes, the, the first guest in through the Island podcast history. That's already wrong. Pete was on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. Was he? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the second, the first guest since the first guest i'm actually still right uh Number eric two. wilson of, Thank you. uh no i didn't i didn't fit so you, you're eric wilson from worst possible timeline mm. What's the up? uh that's the that's a it's a lifestyle podcast correct <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it's a yeah it's a it's a lifestyle advice uh uh sort of show yeah it's 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 the it's the kind of thing that's going on right now you know do you have, do you have as many listeners as we do uh i mean what what show what show am i on this is this is spitting chiclets right am i in spit yeah uh... <laughs> this is bar stool right yeah. <laughs> you, is... you got the bar stool check right the bar stool sports yeah What's uh <laughs> yeah right we're, we're we're doing bar stool no i don't think and we're not doing nearly as well as bar stool no, unfortunately, uh, most countries in the world are not. Um, <laughs> so, probably true. Yeah. So, because of the economics yeah. situation, we're gonna maybe take like a... Latvia. Yeah, like... probably better than Latvia. Yeah, probably a lot of so, former Soviet states. They can probably they they can probably out. out leave leave your politics for the second half of this segment. <laughs> all right, all right. This is this all is right. sports. See, this is my first experience with sports as a child. Was. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say first experience, but but as a as an angst ridden teenager trying to come to my dad with feelings and and that I didn't know how to make sense of that were get bad, that out of here. I, my dad would just I would go, yeah, you know, I don't feel great in my head, and my dad would go, you see this guy Robinson Cano, he's got he's he hits great numbers, but uh, he can't really in the postseason he can't edge it out, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what that's this is what sports are for, it's to ignore everything else. Scott Brocious, just focus on on Scott Brocious's nice kind of throws from third base. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to care about. But yeah, uh, yeah. So, so uh, hockey is a sport that uh, you know is uh, not popular, um, and uh, we're trying to get a sense of how people view hockey that uh, 
don't watch it often. I mean, what's your experience uh, level of watching hockey? I mean, I don't watch it often, but I mean, watching it tonight in preparation for the podcast, it occurred to me like it is like an exciting sport. Like it has more action. There's not as much like stop and, uh, you know, stop and go as like uh, basketball or football. And like, I mean, anything is kind of more entertaining than baseball, really, even though I, I like baseball. But uh, it's it, hockey's entertaining. Hockey's like fun. Like it, it's it's there's a lot of action. Like I, it's it's surprising to me that it's not um, that it is kind of the, like as far as the 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 national uh, leagues go, the professional leagues. It is kind of the the fourth child. So we thought up this segment of having someone who doesn't really watch hockey that often. Uh, and uh, kind of making them watch an Islander game. We we did it as a joke because mm-hmm. the Islanders <laughs> traditionally play, as of the last a handful of years, boring hockey. And you got to watch a 7-2 to two game. This is a good game. Yeah, it was a good game for the Islanders. But being a Bruins fan like you are... Um, <laughs> Yo, you... can I just say... That as uh, uh, the I am I'm I'm always very thrilled and happy to see a Boston team fucking just take it on the chin. Uh, not not what I would expect hearing from a Bruins fan, but uh, <laughs> what, Yo, what is a Bruin? What the fuck even is that? Is wait, like a bird? wait till the end of the podcast because you're stepping out of line. It's unbelievable. Oh, okay, I wasn't aware of the format. Uh, well, you should know. Right, okay. Well. Why, why don't you why, <laughs> why don't you take over for me, Desmond? I'm kind of flustered. Shit. All right. All right. Well, wait. Oh, what the the thing that we're supposed to no, do? No, no, not the thing. Like, what are we? Oh, what, let's just let's just have the let's conversation. Talk let's about, talk. Oh, okay. Well, so, how did you like the game? Yeah, it was good. It was a good game. I was I was playing. Anybody stick anybody stick out to you? Like, what were the things of of the Islanders, perhaps that 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 uh, like specifically in this game, uh, I liked uh, Tazikas because uh, his name kind of reminds me like tzatziki sauce. You know, that's a good, and that's a good, that's a very good top sauce. It's a, it was yeah. it was a pleasant association. It's good with a little Slovaki, you know, get a little a chicken skewer or whatever, a little little tzatziki sauce. Very important, very delicious. Um, I liked uh, who's what's what's the name of their star player? Barzal. Yeah, I think they interviewed him around like halftime and first intermission. Uh, he's 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 a handsome man. Yeah, he's 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 got nice hair. Yeah, he's got strong. Let, let me see if I can. Uh, you trying put to pull in the up chat. a picture? You trying to pull up a picture of his legs? Yeah, the the, the he, his uh he his legs are. Uh, let me tell you, Games. Matt Barzell's le- Barzell legs. Uh oh wow. <laughs> wow it looks photoshop <laughs> oh I, I feel like i've seen pop-up ads like this somewhere <laughs> S- strong but not, not how would you describe them strong but not not veiny yeah oh. not veiny not veiny not difficult to look at no um, not difficult to look at at all i'm putting mm-hmm. them in the chat uh, the his the the legs leg game crazy hmm Making me a little inadequate. Damn, those are chonky. Yeah. Yeah, not veiny at all. No, strong, look at that. Strong legs. Wow. That's how I was able to skate like just fast all the time. 
God bless. I can find some shirtless pics if you want. Later. We can get okay. into that later. Okay. Just save it for later. Um but yeah, uh that that is their star player. Um and he's playing like their star player, which is which is good. He's to your point, they uh the NHL needs to learn how to market players because like that's a guy that like is a like appealing player to watch play who looks good on camera. He's yeah. done like fashion shoots too. Yeah. Right. A lot of these young up and coming NHL guys are kind of getting more comfortable with fashion and uh specifically the guys from North America, the Canadians and the Americans. Most I want to say almost no, Austin Matthews is American. Um yeah, the the fashion and uh and flashiness is definitely a a thing that's kind of coming on into this next wave of star NHL player. Yeah, they're they're becoming decidedly less Fargo and and uh, Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> and it's 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 becoming a little bit more like NBA pregame. We're getting there. Ruining the goddamn sport when men were men and ugly <laughs> and horrible to look at and alcoholics and had CTE. <laughs> but we're told to to just like stop stop being a baby. Hey, uh, spoken like a true hockey fan right off the bat. <laughs> Amen. Preach, brother. Um. So. Speaking of uh, selling the game and opening up to new to new audience, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about Lake Tahoe, right, Desmond? Yeah. So, um, not sure if you saw that article I sent you. Eric. I did. I read it. Yes. Uh, so the NHL uh, they've been doing outdoor games. Uh, you know, they, traditionally in a football stadium, um, but until the uh, you know they had to stop doing them for the they used to do the, the New Year's Day game usually at like a football stadium and they'd have two teams play outdoors um but because of the um conspiracy that you know prevented trump from getting elected mm. that has made people not able to go to games right um you know which is you know they're pretending by the way it's not mm -hmm. real. um uh they they couldn't have the their traditional stadium game with like fifty thousand people but they wanted to do something like literally anything to try to yeah. like sell, for, get TV time, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. Sell some t-shirts, get new eyes on the game, um, yeah. get people talking. And they chose Lake Tahoe because it's like, well, okay, it's Lake Tahoe. You, you don't have a stadium there. So it's like, well, there's no one there. Although people did uh, take boats and watch from, from the lake. Um, but, uh, so wait, so the was the lake frozen? No, no, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't on the. Uh, so it okay. wasn't on the lake. It, it was, was right next to it. A rink right next to it. Like the, just like, an ice rink next to it. Okay, that makes um, more sense. That they had to make, but but uh, the issue. So it looked beautiful. The issue was, uh, it's it's not that cold in Lake Tahoe, and no, nope. that you had a three o'clock game, so the sun, yeah, typically made it slushy. It's so, pretty close to a desert. Yeah, so so they had to, you know, stop yeah. the game for eight hours, which usually <laughs> yeah. you don't do. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, it's more of a fifteen minute, whereas eight hours is more. That's just more significant <laughs> number of time of minutes. Eight, yeah. 80, eight hours, eight smaller. Fifteen yeah. is a bigger, but it's the increments we're talking about are different. So it's actually a very long time. Hundreds of more minutes. Yeah, and. Uh, 
but and the 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 NHL like lost they ended up like losing out on like being able that... to broadcast it on NBC they had to put it on a channel wow. in the 100s and you know it's <laughs> at midnight eastern standard and, oh and, my god against and... saturday night live which apparently was a good saturday night live as well like the first one in a long like it was the most like uh uh hans moleman uh like frank grimes <laughs> episode of the simpsons like fail of of like for the nhl so, so so it wasn't it wasn't the the viewership was pretty big especially that second game because they played a game on sunday as well your your bruins were playing in the sunday game mm. um boston so, kid yes so the the abs game there was a little eight hour delay you're right desmond um was it that big of a deal I guess if you can't stay up past midnight like a big baby. Mm. Uh, so babies weren't allowed to watch. No babies. Uh, if you stopped it, watching, if you stopped watching, you're a baby actually, and you have to wear a diaper now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you started watching the game. Uh, so so the game itself was sick. Uh, the the backdrop was unreal. Looked looked really great. Problem was the ice was bad. And then in the second and third period, when they resumed at 12 midnight, uh, the ice was better because it was colder because the sun was not out because it was midnight. They should have just started the game at midnight Eastern Standard. <laughs> but then I guess then that would ruin the scenic vibe. But then I, I know in the article that they were just like, yeah, whenever we do outside games, this happens. And it's nice to do outside games, but this also happens every time. The commissioner of the NHL is on record saying the sun is my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is always my enemy, which I think might have been a little bit of uh, like maybe advertising for the Blade series on M- MC, like uh, mm. on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, like so, I, I, maybe that was, that was a little ad deal or something on the side. As uh, as you know, as much of a fumble as it was in ways, the game still they finished it. The Avalanche won a really good. 3-2 game against the Golden Knights. They both wore their retro reverse jerseys. They looked unreal. And then they had the game. They pushed the game back. They were going to be on NBC again uh, on Sunday, like at 12-2. But they figured the sun would also ruin that game. So they pushed it back to 7 p.m. Eastern or 8 p.m. Eastern, something like that. Uh, and uh, the Flyers and your Bruins played. And uh, and uh, they won. The, the Bruins won. Six to two, something like that, yes. and there's an unbelievable, well, the fucking Donnie Wahlberg Bruins. Well, that's that's your team, so yeah, kid. The uh, there's an unbelievable shot of the Charlie McAvoy goal where uh, the 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 sun is setting over the lake while he scores, uh, and that in itself is worth the whole weekend, if you ask me. Yeah, if if we ask you, but if we ask Eric, like, well, don't don't ask. Does Eric really need to answer? We just got my we just got the answer. These like they do these things to like grab attention, but like I, in general, gaining a sport like what makes people become this idea of ga- trying to gain fans is kind of like a interesting thing. Like it's it, I feel like in some ways it's hard to really become a like avid new fan of something i guess it's for the casual fan but it's just like they they put all this money into this shit but like you know 
Ratings Wilson. were good. Well, like Wilson, do you find like the idea of like an outdoor game to be like, oh, I'll check that out, or is it just like, oh, who can't like? It's one of those things where like I I don't know. I'm curious how like does how does that register with like you somebody that like watches sports but doesn't like that's not the main thing you watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, I think sports typically they're kind of handed down sort of generationally. Like you, you, you end up becoming a fan of, you know, what your, your, your father, your, your parents were fans of or something, not always, but, but I think typically it is sort of like an inherited thing. Um, that being said, you know, I'm, I turned 30 recently, so I'm trying to do new things in life before, as the, the, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness approaching. is approaching. So yeah, I figure, yeah. you know what, maybe the I should end. get some more experiences under my belt. Yeah. Um, mortality, in, in the whole mortality thing, the, you know, all the, the time. void of, of the unending, uh, sleep that death will eventually be. Um, you know, it's so, so that, that being said, um, as far as outdoor games go, I mean, definitely it, it adds to the, the watching experience. I mean, like, like you said, Lake Tahoe is really beautiful. So like, that's definitely cool. Um, it, making it making like logistical sense from like a playing hockey standpoint. And if you, if it potentially risks your like TV deal with NBC, uh, I mean, that's a decision for the, the NHL, I suppose, ultimately, but, um, I, no, but to your, to your question. Yeah. I mean, playing outdoors, playing in a, a place that's nice to look at is definitely cool. Kind of reminds me of the Olympics a little bit. It's like from a, from a TV production standpoint that like, uh, I guess I'm curious what you think of like how big of a fuck up that was of the NHL. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Losing a TV deal is a pretty big fuck up with I a mean, major network. Well, you know, to, to to be clear, that they're already, I think, aren't they on their way out with the with NBC? Yeah, yeah, they are. the The deal with NBC is uh, on the outs, um, and yeah, they just lost the primetime slot where like most people watch. So yeah, it's whatever. Like I knew where to go for the other <laughs> stuff. It's Channel Two Twelve, maybe. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing is it's kind of like. It sucks for them, I guess, but it like, you know, NHL, even though it's not, you know, the t I mean, it's still widely watched by millions of people. Like, yeah, they're going to land on their feet, likely like they're going to get picked up by another network, even if it's not, uh, you know, one of the, the major, you know, you know, CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, whatever, you know, they're still going to get a lot of money and people are still going to watch the games and, and be available to it. The game, the game is going to grow. Uh, it, it it is gonna grow exponentially in the in the coming years, I, I I think. And the 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 deal that they will get done, I know that ESPN is rumored to be in it. Um, it'll be fine. They'll probably still air games on NBC, playoffs stuff like that. It's gonna be they're gonna be better off this next contract than they have been, I think at least. I, I'm curious, I guess, from a TV presentation standpoint, like, are there things that you think sports should do or, or uh to, like hockey specifically but i guess sports in general um to i guess grow the game like i i i i don't i don't know what it would be but it just again like this idea of growing sports to me is strange because i have something to say that's non-tv related but i'm curious if there's something you think like just from a 
TV standpoint or streaming well, standpoint? I think that like the trend within sports in the last probably like 20 years or so has been this sort of like narrativization of it. Like in terms of like every player has like this story and like this arc and like every team is a feud and, and you know, there certain players against other players. That's kind of a newer thing. Um, It's not. And it's like, it's, I definitely picked up on it watching the game tonight, but it's also very prevalent in basketball. So it, it was even prevalent the last time the Olympics aired, which was super weird. But um, I, I'd say like, it seems like they're trying to generate more interest in like creating characters essentially out of athletes who are not athletes, not always the most interesting of human beings. Hockey um, players, especially. Yeah. Whatever. So, so, if I, I mean, like, I don't know, sports is not my world necessarily, but like, there's something to be said for just like, hey, this is a, this is a hockey game. Here's the hockey game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it needs to be overproduced in a sense. Spoken that being like a- said, I don't know what the numbers are. I mean, maybe you know they see more interest the more they kind of layer these storylines on top of of it. Well, Spoken like a true hockey fan, by the way. It's about the game, <laughs> right, Desmond? It's about the game, bro. What the it, fuck? It, it's about selling it to the people. Who already won't watch who it already, no matter who, what. <laughs> who are already watching it no matter what. People and, like me who are on record saying the NHL can do whatever they want. I'm going to watch regardless. The, yeah, well, it's called the please like my sport energy of like the <laughs> hockey fan that is like so mad that it's it's the least popular sport. And like, what, what do every, you mean? Every time like LeBron James doesn't play through like a, a back spasm or something like they're like, you see this shit? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's like they just like like the 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 injury porn that like some hockey players uh, hockey fans like watch the game with of like liking when a player plays through like a broken patella like it's just it's just a strange energy but but I mean and if they really wanted to your point like about like hockey like just sports in general being something that's that's grown just from going and participating that the cost of the game is way too expensive. Like, so if you're trying to grow the game and the, the part of this that doesn't like work, grow the game in the sense of like, oh, get more people involved, make it more diverse, make it more inclusive. When they, when I think when they say grow the game, they might say that on the press release, but in general, they just want to make more money. Like yeah, they, yeah. they just want to make more money. And like, they care, like the, the, they being like owners, uh, they spend, and they do spend all this money on these like these arenas now that like the Islanders now like in Floral Park are going to have like, like walking distance from our, our parents' houses, like Mm -hmm. it's going to have like a, like a fancy arena and like, it's going to cost a shit ton to get into that building. And that inherently, and I get it, the presentation of make it a super like great experience, but then it becomes that much harder to, to afford to go to a game. And like, how do you, there's this like battle between like capitalism and actually doing something for people yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. that, that, that seems to not work. Um, especially for a game like hockey where it's so expensive, the, the where the game itself is so expensive to play. And when it comes to just watching, like plenty of people watch basketball that don't love playing basketball. Cause it's, it's sure. entertaining. Yeah. Like it's entertaining to watch and the players are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey doesn't have that either. So, like, 
from a playing standpoint, from an attending uh, standpoint, and from a watching, like it lacks it in a very like unique way where I'm not sure how much it can. Well, it's crazy because you, I'm sure you've had the same experience, but you talk to someone who's kind of gets dragged to a hockey game and they always say like, I had no idea how cool hockey was. Like I had no idea how like fast or like how, how interesting it was. Like, I, I don't know if in your experience it's the same, but in mine, it's a game that like, it's it's there like like the the pieces are there to put together to make it more successful than it is because it is interesting it's fast-paced sure the characters themselves aren't as interesting but the game itself is it's it it is interesting and it's it's you know say what you want about fighting there is a merit to being like this is the only sport where people can fight and not get in trouble really yeah uh the the speed itself like these guys skating uh like you know look at Connor mcdavid does i mean how, how fast is that guy I, I, it, it really doesn't help that he plays in edmonton uh <laughs> you know uh but but you get what i'm saying like like the pieces are there to there's there's got to be a better way to put it together well to, to your point also like when it comes to basketball there have been popular players that have played in Memphis and uh, like and New Orleans and uh, all sorts of like smaller cities, like non like media hubs. Sure. Um, Oklahoma City, like you you've had like must watch teams in places. That that so like uh, in in the NBA, locale doesn't like it might slightly hinder, but it doesn't like uh, make anonymous. Like it, like the, these great players, the sure. way it does in hockey. I will say, out of all the, the, I've never been to a football game, but I've been to a basketball game, been to a baseball game, been to a hockey game. Hockey games are fucking fun. They're they're really energetic. Um, uh, and it almost honestly, maybe the only way that it's similar to wrestling is that it's like the crowd is really fucking electric. You mm-hmm. know, like especially it's, playoff it, time. It's it's an unparalleled playoff experience in my opinion it's like a good yeah like yeah playoff hockey is like a paper like pay-per-view wrestling like it's uh it's it's that type of like okay everybody is reacting is watching this to react to anything and they and they do you know were you at desmond i know you were at game six of that panther series i was at that as well yeah were you at game three by any chance no 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 but i but i believe uh, I was with Eric watching at, at a, a bar in Floral Park. That's amazing. Yeah. The, it was funny. As I was watching the game tonight, I was just thinking every time the Islanders scored, I could see you like doing the like, I don't even know how to describe it, just flailing motions like around an entirely empty bar. Like, just like, just like. Do you do that often, Desmond, when the Islanders score? I mean, yeah. Wilson has has been around me at uh, multiple Croxley Ales House watching sessions and and like Floral Park bars, watching Islanders and uh, I, I've I there was for for Game Three for that Game Three I, I ran back and forth like yeah, yeah. in the so, empty bar. I specifically bring up Game Three because uh, it's it's a testament to that playoff atmosphere. They were down two nothing, the Islanders, and they were uh, the Panthers scored a goal to make them go down three nothing. But 
but it got challenged for offsides. And the way that the building erupted when it got called that it was no goal was as if they had just scored a goal in overtime. And it's like that kind of it's it's like you don't get that type of energy from playoff football, playoff basketball. Like you get that energy with playoff basketball when you get a buzzer beater, and that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a it's a very particular type of reaction, and, and which is get, which is a very re- wrestling type thing. And to right. get that reaction from the referee going, there is no goal on the play. You're That's, still losing by two, by the yeah, way. The place goes <laughs> in fucking sane. And they come back. And they come back and win. That Thomas Hickey uh, overtime goal was sick. Shane Prince on the ice uh, while he scored that. Yeah, he he blocked me on Twitter as well. Uh, was. <laughs> Were you were you antagonizing him about his about his politics? I I just asked him, uh, uh, or I just pointed out to him that when he when he tweeted uh, that that uh, people that burn flags um, need to be arrested, uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, I, and I tweeted at him that that's actually um, that's uh, there was actually a Supreme Court case about that, and that's not true. <laughs> yeah, he blocked me. <laughs> Here's the th- here's the thing that is real and material reality that happened. Blocked. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that rocks. Um, but I, but yeah, re- really quick. Uh, the Zoom session is gonna end in six minutes because it's forty minute Zoom session when there's great people. So uh, mm. so we got two minutes uh for the next um, so let's 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 move on quickly. Let's make it um, less. Yeah, let's rub it. Go. Uh, so real quick, um, do you want to talk about the Panarin stuff? I kind of feel like it's so loaded that we should maybe save it for next week. Yeah, sure. Wait, the Putin, the Putin stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's going on there? Well, well, I guess the, the skinny of it, the, the, the ultra brief of it is that, that, uh, allegation was made by his former coach that he, uh, claiming that he, he, um, assaulted a woman in a bar after a game in like 2011. Was he on uh, Long Island when that happened? Was no, he... no. No, he was he, in Russia? He was oh, in okay. Russia and... and uh, So Putin, Putin's trying to get him canceled in some way. Pair, oh, well, that, that's what it might be like, but but we'll we'll return to that. And, and Yeah, yeah. It's, it, in my opinion, is way too nuanced to just like, kind of like, here's mm-hmm. a minute on the Panarin situation. So we'll, we'll, we'll shelf that for next week because there is, there's a lot to unload. Uh, so... Let's the to end off the podcast. Uh, since you're a big Bruins fan, I put yeah. together uh, I put together some trivia questions for you. All right, let's do it. If you're such, if you're called, such this is called "Don't Be Stupid." You idiot. you have a seat at a potted. So okay, we'll start off easy. What city do the Bruins plan? Three, two, one. Boss, idiot. Nope, nope. You nope. didn't get it. You didn't get no, it in okay. time. He, didn't he get got it in time. He got it. He got no, it. he didn't. No, I'm no. Okay, next question. What state? Is Boston in? Three, two, one. Mm. Nope. <laughs> no, no, you can answer. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Oh, uh, Boston. That's in. That's in uh, New Jersey. Okay. Well, that's not right. Uh. Well, so you're one for two. Mm. Uh. Who scored the second ever NHL goal for the Boston Bruins? Three, mm. two, one. Michael oh, what Jordan. A moron. Michael Jordan plays basketball. <laughs> Carson Cooper. You're, uh, you're failing in front of in front of our fan. Why? Are bears called Bruins? Three. Two, is that what it is? One. Because it's politics, man. That's not the that's reason. That's true. No, I think, that's, 
not true. Bruin is the name of the bear in the medieval epic poem Reynard the Fox. Um, oh, getting literary over That's what here. he said. I, I just heard I heard that in my headphones. So I, I think that sounds right. No, he's one it's for pr- four. I'm pretty sure I said that. You're pretty... your but. Your buddy's tanking. He's five for eight. I'm pretty sure I said that. I, rewind the tape. You There's know. only seven questions. Uh, who is the worst Three, player two, to ever one. play? <laughs> That's right. You didn't get it right. Uh, I didn't even hear the question. What was the what? worst player? No, don't worry about it. You didn't. You didn't do it in time. Uh, Java Chamberlain. No, not a real player. Why mm. didn't? There's a pitcher why... on the Yankees. Well, why didn't the Bruins draft Matt Barzell? Three. Fucking politics. Two. What can you do in this That's day? That's true. Age? That is true. That is true. That is being silenced. You know what's funny? I'm gonna count that as I'm gonna <laughs> count that as correct because the Bruins didn't like his uh, his cocky attitude in and his I, interview. His interview. He, uh, he was asked, "What like? Uh, why should we draft? What, what? Why should we draft you?" Yes. And then it was his answer was. Uh, Watch what happens if you don't, or something like that. <laughs> and so they didn't. They didn't. And now the Islanders drafted him instead. He, and he showed up in Joker face paint. Oh, yeah. He went Joker mode. <laughs> He's more of a Riddler type. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, last, <laughs> last question. Uh, after which goal did Yaroslav Halak break his stick tonight? Uh, the Three, sixth. Two. Technically. You're right. Because uh, it was the fourth Islander goal. Um, go. <laughs> Boom. At, which was the sixth goal. So, wow. Uh, let's let's count up your score. I think I got them all right. You didn't even come close. And I, you think, did, I got nine and three of, quarters. One of the questions you didn't get right was, what state is Boston in? <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, they redrew the maps. Biden. That was gerrymandering, I think. Jerry, yeah. <laughs> gerrymandering. Three for seven, which isn't very good. Uh, and you know what? We've got forty-five seconds left, so uh, some I would think, say it is good. I think we'll end it here, uh, and uh, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll. Wait, wait, where can people find you, Eric, if they were entertained? Yeah, go quick, by go quick, you. go quick. Uh, Harry, well, I'm Harry, on Harry. Twitter at Eric Wilzon with a Z W I L Z O N um, E R I C W I L Z O N. Uh, I host a podcast called Worst Possible Timeline. You can check it out if you like contrarian bullshit. Um, I don't. I I guess that's it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I really. He's not kidding. I think he's not kidding. I really enjoyed talking with you. Just kidding. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. No, just kidding. No, yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Um, Okay, so no, no. Okay, (laughs) if you mean it, then I mean it. Six, five. Okay, seriously, thank you for coming on. Once there were parking lots, now it's a peaceful oasis. You got it, you got it. This was a pizza hut, now it's all covered with daisies. You got it, you got it. I miss the honky tongs, Dairy Queens, and Seven.